0: This is Beth Dua and I'm coming to you today from the Literacy Podcast. Today we're going to be discussing informal or authentic assessments. Before we even get into that, I think we need to discuss what the differences are between an informal assessment and a formal high stakes assessment. So formal high stakes assessments are ones that you're probably very familiar with. They're the ones that we had to sit there In classrooms with number two pencils, fill out a scantron usually, or even just circle something. And it was kind of a snapshot in time. And I use the word snapshot because if anyone has taken a picture of themselves at any point where they have looked crazy and it was not an accurate depiction of how they feel they really were, they'll understand that that's similar to a high-stakes assessment. A student could be having a very bad day or had something traumatic recently happen in their life and they do very poorly on the assessment and you get the assessment back and think geez i really know that the student does much better in the classroom i wonder what happened so that's where informal or authentic assessments come in those assessments are basically little assessments given all the time throughout the school year just checking to see how a student is doing and understanding the content It can include work samples and a portfolio. And there's all sorts of different ways to do that and to kind of get a sense of what a student is capable of doing on a daily basis. I'm going to give you five different examples of good ways to use informal or authentic assessments. Some of them are performance-based assessments. That's my first one. Performance-based assessments can include things like oral reports for instance if you're in a math class and you are studying things with um, profit and loss and trying to plan a business you can have a student present on a lemonade stand a lemonade stand that they are creating what would they sell at the lemonade stand what um, would their profit be If they sold this many and the supplies cost this much, they could present on that and kind of have a little bit of an idea of all the things that go into that lemonade stand and include the mathematics targets. Another way would be in a writing assignment. In social studies, if you're studying Columbus, coming over to America, You can pretend to have a student write a letter home to pretending they're on the ship and write a letter home to a family member saying what life was like on the ship, how they may have been feeling. That addresses different literacy goals of inferential thinking and also some facts and things about how many people were on the ship and, and issues that had occurred. Maybe also what they had seen. Um... To go further into it, you can go into the third option of role-playing. In English class, we often do plays and talk about different things, like even if you were doing Shakespeare, having the students read those roles. But then going a little bit deeper into it, after you've gone through it, maybe taking a part of a Shakespearean play, such as Romeo and Juliet, And having the student write in their own words what the old English version would be today. Possibly acting out to the rest of the class what was going on during that time. Um, That really makes you understand if they understood the vocabulary, if they understood the overall theme, all of those things. And drawing pictures drawing pictures and graphs as well to show understanding in a science class. If you are talking about the water cycle, just talking and explaining it to the students, having them then draw a full water cycle can be a way to assess to see if they understand the different parts, how everything is interconnected, the sequence of how things happen. That also ties into literacy to making sure they understand what happens, maybe why it happens, what the next step is. And then finally, maybe having a debate. I personally love this one and I do this with my students because it really hits the literacy targets of why. Whatever your position is, why is that position your position? It could be something as... Silly as, you know, why do you prefer chocolate ice cream over vanilla? Or why do you think summer is the best month? But making sure that they have good, strong claims for their argument. You could even go deeper into saying if you're reading something within a social studies class, an English class, science, whatever your claim is. If you say, I believe that natural selection is better than genetic engineering, then giving support from the text that you've read in that debate. I find getting the children actively involved in their learning and even working with each other really helps. So with all of those things, when you're giving scores and grades, you're collecting a portfolio and that portfolio leads to the portfolio assessment. You'll have something to go back on and say, oh yeah, okay, it looks like Johnny really understood this concept, but he didn't really understand the the vocabulary in say Romeo and Juliet. So you can go back and then work directly with that. And especially if you're doing it for the entire class, if you notice themes where no one understood or very few people, a small percentage of people understood, you know, that might be something you need to go a little bit further into detail so that you make sure that those students have that information going forward. Thank you for your time and I look forward to talking to you again. Take care.